how mad Andrew was that you guys did good friends? What are you talking about? I got to so mad. He was a threatening lawyer. What, he was gonna get a lawyer? Kanye, I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you for recognizing my genius. That hair swoop, of course. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know if you were my bird, I would never, never have you here at a Ross dress for it. You'd be wearing Jimmy Choo's red bottoms. I mean, that's the type of thing that I like to just provide. <sighs> For my woman. I love your shirt. Thank you. Blair Saki got it for me. It's a really good shirt. Mm -hmm. She got it for my birthday. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends got me birthday gifts. Most of them did. The ones who care about me. I didn't get your birthday gift. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, that must have made you feel bad when I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine because I know just randomly sometimes I just send you home with trays of cookies and stuff on a random day. So I could imagine not giving me something on the day of my birth. And then finding out about it later would probably affect you. The great thing is, is Ron has given me so much and I didn't get him a gift. And now I'm red as a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crying in this eye. <laughs> it was a good birthday though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The great birthday. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. It was real low key. Just family and friends again, just people who truly took care about me and love me. Where they're supporting me, providing me, and my love language is gifts. That is just how I, See, I receive love. This is something that I'm learning about you today. Is that your language is 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 gifts? Because you know some people, uh, their love language is is text messages on their birthday, mm -hmm. and I, I send one of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did send one of those. You said happy, 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 just general happy birthday. You didn't add anything extra to it. You didn't say, oh, I enjoy you as a person or it's been so nice to get to know you or how I, that time you did my, uh, you being on my, letting me be on your podcast kind of focused me and, and got me in the acting class and really turned my get, life hey, around. Hold, hold on, the spoilers. You're, you're... <laughs> We're going to get into that today on the podcast. Okay. <sighs> well, you know, I had, you know, uh, like a general, you know, plan uh, to get into that story, but it's pretty organically slapping me right in the face right now. <laughs> <laughs> so when I did your podcast, which is now, it's been over a year probably, mm -hmm, probably. since I did Getting Better. 
check out getting better if for whatever reason yeah, you're not watching or listening we did it live we did it in person so it was definitely yeah yeah that was probably a year and a half or more even mm-hmm. yeah i did ron's podcast and uh we had a really amazing conversation where basically there's sometimes in your life when you need a nudge in the right direction is what i'll say and it was one of those moments where it really affected me and I took it in because Ron encouraged me. We were talking about how much I love acting and how much I love performing and stuff like that. He basically asked me if I was in an acting class and what I was doing to get better at that craft. And I, as a comedian, the comedian side of me was kind of like, uh, I'm not really doing anything to to get better in that way. And Ron ended up recommending me to uh, an acting coach, an acting teacher that he's been working with for years. And I've been in class since. And uh, I feel like I'm improving a lot. And uh, I've gotten some cool opportunities where I feel like I've gotten real close and way closer than I, than I would have been if if not. And I really think that um, some really good stuff is going to come from that. And I've met just really amazing people just in general from that class. So you've connected me to a brand new network of, of people that are really positive that I want in my life. So I want I want to say thank you for that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I love I love that class and I only introduce people to it that I think will fit into it cuz it's a little weird, <laughs> you know. Uh but I I love it and I just had an audition yesterday. I know exactly what you're talking about and I like I feel like I nailed the audition. I don't know if I'll get the part, but it was just this feeling of like I oh, I just like being in the running. I like that they gave me a call back. I like that they considered me for this part and then it's a real acting like second lead part and it's like oh i would have never gotten considered for that years ago and i wouldn't have felt comfortable to be considered for that and now i'm doing stuff like that all the time yeah i um uh while i've been in the class i got to audition uh uh it's for a it's for a big franchise basically that it can't really say but uh i got good enough response where I got asked to audition for a different part a little bit later. And Myra was like, well, that's like just as good as a callback or better if they're trying to find you a spot on the show. Mm -hmm. So that just felt good because I definitely don't think without that acting class that I would have gotten them have me looking for something else for me. So yeah, yeah. it's nice when you went to just be like, Oh, we like you. We won't, you might, you might not be right for this. But you are talented. We like you. We want to find something for you. This will happen at some point. We'll find the right fit. Yeah. And that feels fucking way more better than like, I used to go to auditions and just, I remember went to this one audition for, I think it was a happy family or some show. I don't remember on ABC. And at the end of it, I just went like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What did they say to you? And they agreed. (laughs) Uh, What did, do you have a a worse uh, audition story that comes to mind when I say worst audition. It'd be that one. It'd be that one. It would be definitely that one because I got pulled from auditions for a couple. That's what led me to Myra because I had not gone to class at, yeah. before that point. And um, me bombing and feeling like the same feeling of bombing on stand up where I was just like, this sucks, but I know I can do better. I just don't know what to do. And um, that's when, you know, I met Myra. I. I had this audition that comes to mind for one of my worst auditions just because it was for a legit network show. It was like a two-line role. 
and I forgot one of the lines. <laughs> that's a 50-50. That's, yeah, that's an F right away. I know. <laughs> I was so embarrassed, but I was just like, I literally was just like, I got to the second line and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember it. And the guy, the casting director was so disappointed. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to look at the script real quick. And he just goes, he like put his hand up by like his eyebrow and forehead. And, and then I, I did it again. And then I was like, I will probably never get called in by this casting director again. Yeah. I, I blew an opportunity. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that was the point I was at where it's like, oh, I need to take this seriously because you don't want to, it's not like just ruining one part. It's like, oh, this whole person, you either want to be in that middle where they're like, oh, we don't, you're forgettable. Yeah. Or you want to be good. Yeah. You don't want to be so bad that they go, oh, that person? No. Yeah. Yeah. And I was at that point. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it takes one of those moments. The main thing was where if you don't fully commit, then there you don't have as much skin in the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, oh, I just didn't have time to rehearse, that kind of excuse. Mm -hmm. I'm focusing on my stand-up exactly mm -hmm. then it's like oh i'm invincible still but like now i'm really trying to put in the work where like if i don't get something it's fine because i put as much into it as i as i can but before i wasn't putting everything that i could and i realized what i have been learning in that class is like i have not been putting in the work on that side of things mm -hmm. and now i'm doing that and i'm seeing results so it's yeah it's yeah, cool that's exactly where i'm at right now and just the fact that i am I think that's one of the one of the few positives of the pandemic for me was like um, when I was like, oh, I can't really go on the road that much. And I don't. Um, I can try to do it through acting and stuff and stay home. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's giving me a chance to like really focus on every role, even roles I don't want. I'll just go coach with Myra. Normally I wouldn't have. I would have been like, oh, I don't want it. So I'll just go. I don't care. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I'll just do it as a class. I coach for everything. I'll just coach for everything. And then I, that way I'm just practicing and staying in practice. And it's really, um, yeah, my wife, my manager, everybody's just been like, wow, like your acting has really improved in the last like six months. Yeah. And you got a new show that's coming out. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Chop 420. There's no acting in that. That's just hosting and smoking <laughs> that, weed. That's just fun personality that, and giggles. Yeah, just me living. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best job I could have. That's why I called you for people who I will be very transparent. I was like, I want to make a media blitz. I don't care where I'm going. And I want to like, well, this is my friend. I enjoy him. I love him. And definitely it's his birthday. Gifts galore. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I was like, I got to keep this job. I get to sit and watch chefs make food with ex excellent chefs, make excellent culinary dishes with the best weed. And then they made me sign a contract saying that I was OK with smoking weed on camera. And I was like, do you know how many people make me sign contracts that I won't smoke weed on set? Are you going the other way with it? Are you serious? Are you for real right now? I'm so for real. I was like, they were like, you gotta be okay with the consumption of cannabis to be hired for this show. You're like, how much do I owe you? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced this before. Then I'm home. <laughs> I know, right? Can I tell people one of the things you gave me? Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> this makes everything anybody who follows my stuff closely even funnier than the thing about me not giving ron a gift for my birthday because the playstation 4 that i have is because of ron well i just didn't need it anymore i know but i have used that so much out there on that twitch and i'm very grateful you got me hooked up on 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 twitch you and eric griffin were like pushing me to 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 get on Twitch. Yeah, and Eric's, a, Eric's a Twitch father of comedy. He's the one who got me into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys pushed me in that direction and uh, it's been super fun. Now I've been playing with you a little bit. We've done some Among Us here and there with mm-hmm. some of our other friends on Twitch and I'm trying to do it more. It's just one of those things where... Do you hate... I hate this bottle, by the way. Yeah. My wife made me... Um, I normally have a different top that screws off and I drink it like a man and she... And I it's lose it. It's like a sippy. It. Yeah. And then she's like, nobody... She goes, it's not a big deal. But I go, no, it's, it's not... What are, Do you like these? I do prefer that, but not enough water in there. Oh, yeah. I need double the water, but I don't want it to look like I'm, you know, that I'm on recess. <laughs> it does look a little <laughs> bit like a tit. Yeah. <laughs> like... Are you turning it upside down? I'm a gerbil. <laughs> I'm so happy you just did that. <laughs> Me too. I didn't know it was going to make the sound. It even made the sound and one little dribble went down and I was like, he is a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case for whatever reason you run out of water, I got you one. I appreciate that. I just never know. I try to come prepared. That's part of my new mindset with the everything just Come in, not need. That's one thing Myra taught me. She was like, go into these auditions, not needing anything from anyone. And I'm like, that's kind of how I start doing it in the real regular world now. Isn't that weird how sometimes philosophies with like improv and even with stand up that you find as you develop and work stuff out on stage, you're like, oh, why don't I do this in everyday life? Mm-hmm. This is a good habit just to implement across the board that I mean, it sounds maybe corny or whatever but i i try to live by the yes and mentality with life no you don't oprah (laughs) 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 you know that you get all that reference no (laughs) i used to do this to my wife all the time it's one of my favorite 30 rock uh jokes of all time because it's just the the most hilarious improv joke of jenna and liz on their old improv group and they she was she's like okay let's take a suggestion they're like oh billy bob thornton and oprah at a lunch and then (laughs) so then liz goes Mm-hmm. I love these French fries taters. And then Jenna goes, "No, you don't, Oprah." <laughs> like that's so, such a smart improv joke. She she no butted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just right out the gate. Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely done improv shows with those people over the years. Where you're like, you're like, we're in a basement. No, we're not. And it's like, uh, I. I guess we're not. <laughs> and then you're just like trying to scramble to to, to justify where well, where are we? And, or uh, people would do all the time. You're crazy. That's another big no. And improv. As soon as people are like this guy's insane, it's like oh okay. Well now you're just discrediting everything that person's saying. Yeah, we well, don't want to do that and again. That's a rule you don't want to say in regular life. <laughs> He's insane. 
Yeah, you don't know that person. Right. You don't know what they've been through. Right. Especially if they got more money than you, you should probably just maybe check in on what they doing. You know? Yeah. A lot of people are always like that. Oh, they're crazy. They're insane. They're problematic. It's just like, but they're also real successful. They're really rich. So, so they must me... be doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I could not do the negative parts. <laughs> Take a chapter out of their book. Yeah. And become wealthy myself. Yeah. Do a little mixing and matching. I know. I mean, people call Kanye crazy all the time. That's who exactly I was thinking about. Are you serious? Yes. Dude. That guy is a genius with publicity. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly what he's doing to to twist people's nerves and stuff like that. Thank you for recognizing my genius. Kanye, I'm a huge fan of yours. Is there any words of wisdom that you can leave my viewers with? Start a church. It's tax exam. Wait a second. Is that why you started the church? Maybe I also like Jesus, but I love selling you a t-shirt for $200, even more. Oh, he likes Jesus. He's a pretty good guy. Hey, what was up with that Trump stuff was going on? Now, do you actually like Donald Trump or was that part of your show? Um, a little bit of both. <laughs> Wait, do you like him as a person or his politics? I like his fashion sense. Wow. He matches his hat with his ties and there's always a message. It's good, Brandon. Well, he does do like kind of color-coded dressing. I mean, I can't give him that, that he is a bit of a sharp dresser. I guess that makes sense, Kanye. Yeah, if you're a rapper, you never know when you're gonna go to jail. So it's good to have a pardon in your back pocket. I never thought of it like that. Do you have any projects coming out soon, Kanye, that you're excited about? I'm really working on this divorce. Oh, that's right. You and Kim K are splitting up. Whose fault do you think that that was? Oh, you know, it's just how life works. <laughs> I can't put blame on her. I love her. And you've seen, if you've ever been to one of my concerts, you know I will waste half of your time making home videos of my wife and making you watch them at my concerts. And you already spent the 75 bucks, so you're going to act like it was fun. But what are you going to replace that content with? That's what I'm curious as a fan of your music, Kanye, the next time I go to a concert. Well, I think it'll be a lot of my Tinder searches and bumbles. Hold up. You're just going to pull up Tinder searches and bumbles on a projector? If I have the proximity close and there's ladies at the concert that want to get with me, why not swipe right there on stage and bring them up and maybe do an old school dating game? I mean, that honestly sounds like an amazing concert experience. I'm a genius! <laughs> Dude, I would pay money to go see Kanye live swipe on stage. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, 
The amount of my friends, Ron, that I have asked, if they're on Tinder and they have their phone out, I'm like, oh, you're on Tinder? I'm like, can I, can I watch you swipe for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Because it's so interesting to me what people's preferences are. Like what will make them go, no. And then what will make them go, yeah, I like this girl. Because it's, I never agree with them. I never agree with them across the board. I'm always like, really? Tell me something that you that made someone go no and you didn't agree with. Oh, just, I mean, what what seemed like a, a, a nice or like a, a pretty girl and they're just like, no. Was there something when you were single that would have made you, if you saw a profile picture, just be you go no right away? I mean, if a girl had a face tattoo, I would, I would keep swiping. Oh, no, that's intriguing. Really? I think that's a bit intriguing. Like, if she had a Mike Tyson tattoo wrapped around her eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it depends. If I'm looking on a relationship, maybe no. But if I'm looking for just like a, a, a quick thrill, she sounds thrilling. I mean, she for sure sounds thrilling. Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess this, the apps are hard for me in general if I'm looking at, at them in that way. Because if I was looking for a relationship, I probably wouldn't be on Tinder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I was just like in in the hookup world, but Mm -hmm. let's say alternate timeline, Jeremiah, he's crushing it Mm -hmm. left and right. The hair swoop, of course. I I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Then maybe I would, you know, hook up with a uh, a girl with a face tattoo just for the thrill of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad that you, I just don't like, I mean, everybody, you know, the butterfly wings, or if you're like, uh, it's just not much else than that. Everything else is on the table, even slight racism. You would be like, well, let's see if I could turn you around. Have you ever dated a girl that you thought might be racist? Usually, not, no, maybe. Family, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was eight answers in four seconds. No, yeah, okay. Well, some family. They're family, sure. Yeah. Yes, yeah. multiple times. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, not, especially not in LA, it usually is going like the other way. Like, I remember I dated a girl, and one time we were just hanging out, and she was just like, I just want to apologize for what my people have done. <laughs> No, I gotta be. I gotta ask you a question. I and I'm so curious. Did you use that to your advantage in the next in the next thirty minutes or an yeah. hour? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done too. I mean, you'd have to if somebody's apologizing on behalf of all people. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, well, time for some reparations. It- <laughs> It is my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) What was, was it, did you ever have any, any dinners that you've been to, like of dating a girl where you're, where you're like, oh, the dad or the mom, (laughs) my little gerbil over there, (laughs) the dad or the mom is like, you can feel it like at the dinner table, like, oh, this is something's a little bit off here. Oh, as far as like racism yeah. there? Mm, <clears throat> no, not really. No, I don't yeah. really go to dinner with a lot of people's moms. Yeah. I think maybe just two and both of them were, were pretty chill. Yeah. I had a, um, uh, like a black stepdad for a little while and for like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. That's how long they last. That's, a, that's just a joke. That is. <laughs> 
the expiration date is ticking. Yeah, it's a hacky joke, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we trying he... to break that stereotype that strong black fathers <laughs> they're everywhere. I'm one of them, but it's also fun. There was people in my family that had issues with my mom dating a black guy for sure. Because mm-hmm. there's like, you know, just people in Kansas and stuff like that. They're like, oh, that's edgy. <laughs> It's like, no, it's not that big of a deal. No, I've seen it. They're very segregated. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. But that's also what's fun. That's usually where you find the most segregated areas. And then their porno sources are always like interracial, you know, relationships. They're always that because it's more taboo. Right. Mm -hmm. Anything that's taboo is like a turn on for people. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, that's in my area. That's nobody would approve of that. Yeah. So I want it. I want it. Was that an impression of my mom? I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want that chocolatey black man. You know what goes good on a Sunday? Chocolate. <laughs> Nothing on a vanilla Sunday. It's plain unless you're adding that hot food. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I'm so glad we're friends. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Dude, I had so much fun uh, on your Christmas special that you put together. That was so much fun. That was so fun and so silly, and I was so glad that I was um, surrounded by um, people like you and Blair and Gabe that, um, because, you know, if only it really could take was one person to turn on it, (laughs) you know? Well, yeah, whenever it's a virtual interactive show, it's like if somebody has a sour attitude or something, that's like a quarter of the cast that's on the show. It's like that's that's high stakes for. So, yeah, you got to trust the people who you're working with for, you know, something that's like kind of newer and stuff yeah. like that. And then and it was so fun. But, but that's exactly, you know, gives me back to what we start comedy why i started comedy to just do silly things with my friends and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't but we have fun and we enjoy them and we try to refine them and that um truly like doing that um i left that after doing that with you guys being like oh i just want to figure out a way to work with my friends more and to do that on a bigger scale with a lot more money yeah yeah is that footage does that footage live anywhere or is it was it just for the the week that it was up uh just for the week that it's up but i have it if you want it i can just send it to you well i was thinking i i might post in this episode we'll see just a little clip of our ellen confusion Oh, a classic comedy bit you could not script. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play that clip right now. I came in feeling so low and down, and now I feel like maybe there are some upsides to this year. Like what? Well, I mean, like Elliot Page. <laughs> That's cool. I love Elliot Page. <laughs> Jeremiah. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you not familiar with Elliot Page? Uh-uh. Elliot Page used to be known as Ellen Page and is now come out as transgender and prefers the terms of he or them and is now a male known as Elliot Page. That's how she's going to try to get out of her mess? 
<laughs> I just think it's cool and it's brave. I don't think there's Elia? anything braver right. than turning from a white woman to a white man. I mean, as if she couldn't get a worse position in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people are going to turn on you for this. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just joking, people. <laughs> I can say that. I look like Elia. <laughs> you don't even know. How to say? No, he just says Elia over and over. <laughs> and no one correct him, please. <laughs> oh, wait. I was thinking Ellen DeGeneres. No. Oh, I thought you. I thought about Ellen Juno DeGeneres. from DeGeneres. Oh, you thought this whole time. <laughs> I thought this whole time that you were talking you about would... Ellen DeGeneres and that she was coming out as transgender as now. Elliot Page. As Elliot Page, and they were going to come out back with the Elliot show on TV. <laughs> I did. I don't know why I had the disconnect. I don't know why. I, I hear Ellen. That's the only Ellen in my mind. I never said Ellen. Well, I guess I did say you Ellen. You said Ellen, Ellen to Payne. Elia. Yeah, Ellen. No, I said to Elliot. So I said, put the T on there. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> That's why you're looking at me like, what? Wow, Jeremiah's really digging himself a hole right here. I'm like, what? <laughs> Ellen was mean to people. She was <laughs> That's how she's going to get out of this mess? I was like, I thought my joke was going to be the rough one on there. The best Christmas special. To say that I was confused yeah. was an understatement of the situation, but that was what was so fun about it. Yeah, and I just like that I um, enjoyed you so much that at no point did I just shut you down. Well, that was the thing. That's like a, a, a sign of a good improv partner is you just gave me a look like, Jeremiah, where are you going with this? <laughs> I'm going to let you keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep digging or dig yourself out. And then it worked out. It was beautiful. <laughs> I had, I mean, I had multiple people that messaged me that they're like, that ended up being one of my favorite moments of the show because you and Ron were just like, you could tell you were having so much fun and it was just such a ridiculous situation. Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved it. I would love to do some shows with you or just whatever. Maybe we can hang out on stage and do stuff. I'd love that. Yeah. I uh I prepared um you sent me a couple songs. Oh. That you said were uh, a couple of your favorite songs. Mm -hmm. And uh I, I learned them to the best of my ability. Okay. Um and uh, I figured we would uh, do a little sing along right now. And I'll give you the here. I'll give you the uh, the key, so you kind of. I'll give you a couple times okay, around the key. We'll see. I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do my best. So my maybe my singing coach will listen. <clears throat> Across a hundred and ten street, pimps trying to catch a woman as we. Across a hundred and ten street, bushes won't let the junkie go free. Across a hundred and ten street, woman's trying to catch a trick on the street. Oh, baby, across a hundred and ten street. You can find it all on the street. Okay, that's a good one. Right? I like that. Yeah, it feels good. Ooh. Hit it. Across a hundred and ten street. Bill's trying to catch a woman as weak. 
across 110th Street. Pushers won't let the junkies go free. Don't let them go free. Cross 110th Street. Woman trying to catch a drink on the street. Oh, baby, come across 110th You can find it all in the street. <laughs> Hit it! Across the street. You can find anything two for three. Ooh, baby, across the hundred and ten street. There's a new Caribbean restaurant out here that's pretty sweet. <laughs> There's a Best Buy opening up pretty soon around the corner that's pretty good. There used to be a circus city. Across 110th Street. They shut down a place because it turned out to be a meth lab. Across 110th Street. There's a man living in an Arby's that I used to call father back in 1982. <laughs> Across 110th Street. Say hi if you see Monday. (laughs) I love all the things across 110th Street. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was a good time. Bobby Womack. Uh, You know, I was. Actually, um, I don't know if impressed is the right word, more intrigued at a couple of the song uh, choices that you sent me because I love oldies music and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, wow, some of these are like deeper cuts. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just what I grew up off of. Usually my mom had a real eclectic um, sense of music and just growing up in Chicago, like a lot of things I took for granted, but like a lot of my first concerts, she took me to see B.B. Uh, King, Muddy Waters, Morris Day is in the time. And then just um, going out to Oregon, I started liking bands like No Doubt and Garbage. And so I always had like this eclectic sense of like everything. To, um, so I just, I just love music, really. Yeah. I, uh, what was one of your favorite concerts that you went to? Ooh, um, immediately springing to mind, um, the the most fun I ever had was Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton, no openers, uh, just three hours of them, and it was amazing. Um, just dancing for three straight hours, like my feet were hurting, and I was just like, I can't stop dancing. No, <laughs> it was the best time. It was the time that got me to um, and where I was like, I want to be an entertainer because I remember. I have been thinking about getting in comedy a lot at that time. And I went with my ex-wife to go see the parliament and had the time of my life. And I saw them all loading up into a bus. And I was like, oh, they're going to go do this again tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm going back to work at this bank. And I don't like that one fucking bit. Yeah. That's one of those pivotal moments where you're like, I can change things. Yeah. Isn't that a great feeling at a concert? when your feet are so tired from dancing, but you don't care because you're having so much fun, just moving, 
Yeah. I love that feeling. It's rare. It's spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And then another, the only, the uh, not the only other, but the other one that felt like a spiritual thing like that was um, at Outside Lands in San Francisco. I saw Stevie Wonder and oh. he just turned the entire place into, like he turned the entire fairground into a musical. Like everything was moving to his beat. Everything. You saw people yards down the way just dance some full swing dancing together the vendors driving their trucks were like hitting their brakes to his beat like it was as if i was in the most expensive pepsi commercial ever created <laughs> you're looking around you're like are you getting this this is good yeah you got new we they're not gonna be a second take on this so yeah. you better catch this yeah that's like i mean there's certain concerts that are that that you you look around and it's like you see how deeply it's affecting people and you're like oh this is kind of like a religious experience like mm -hmm. with the music and stuff like that a couple that come to mind as far as like like kind of like moment kind of uh things that happened uh was uh one of the coolest just performances that I've seen with lights and everything was a LCD sound system. Mm. And uh, it, it made it super fun too that it was a bunch of comics that were at Bonnaroo. Mm -hmm. And we're all just like watching it. And I remember like Ari Shafir was like shrooming and stuff. So he was like in an amazing mood, like, like even happier than, you know, than mm -hmm. Ari <laughs> usually is. And uh it it was like Josh Adam Myers and we and we were there with um the comedy jam that year and it, we were just all watching this amazing light show and everybody's just in an amazing mood and we had like uh, a cool like kind of section because we had badges and it was it was like that and then uh Radiohead mm -hmm. in San Francisco was uh where you looked out and just saw people like feeling it. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, whoa, this is like moving people right now. This is a moment in time. That was just like really amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I can't wait to get back to some concerts. That's one of right? the things that the pandemic reaffirmed in me. Because I was like, oh, I'm because the last couple of concerts I went to, because I also like a lot of hip hop, I was like, oh, I'm clearly in my mid-30s. And a lot of these people are in their teens and early 20s and want to fight each other. So maybe I should stop coming to this. But guess what? I'm gonna be there. <laughs> is it weird, like certain concerts where you're like, "Oh, this is how fights break out." Like you look around and you're like, "These people." There's some people who just go to concerts mm -hmm. that are like wanting to get out of their aggressions in the mosh pits and stuff. And I've just seen people leave with like bloody faces and all that stuff. And where I'm like, "Oh, you came here for this. This yeah. is you. This is the beating that you wanted." Oh, see, and that's two different styles because I didn't go to those type of concerts ever. That seems that's a very, I mean, not to be racial, but very Caucasian type of concert. Oh, for sure. And uh, mine was, but you go the other way where you be like, "Well, then why did you wear your crisp white shoes to this dancing?" area if you sure and now you, you didn't you expect for them to be stepped on and now you want to fight me right yeah yeah that's w ridiculous yeah <laughs> wear some darker colored shoes that can withstand a, a scuff yeah maybe chill out and you know what helps you chill out <laughs> caliper cbd <laughs> oh you got ad read <laughs> 
Ron looked for it. He's like, I don't see this on the script. <laughs> I have a very neurotic friend that I gave some caliper to, and it really calmed her down. Caliper is a better way to take CBD. No more gross oils or tinctures you have to put under your tongue. Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and mixes it easily in food or drink. No weird taste, no oily residue or mouthfeel. Best part is, it all comes precisely measured. Each packet contains 20 milligrams of CBD. Never question how much CBD you're taking again. It's clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with caliper powder compared to tinctures. That's crazy. So try it today. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code Jeremiah at tricaliper.com slash Jeremiah. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a full refund. That's tricaliper.com slash Jeremiah. Don't forget promo code Jeremiah for 20% off your first order. That's the caliper alarm. Oh, Uh-oh. snap. Uh-oh. Get you some. Get that CBD. Yeah. CBD. And when you flying off that CBD, <laughs> check out Chop 420. <laughs> See, the world's are meshing and molding together right now. It's all working out. You've been taking some singing lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you like? How do you like it? I like it because I like doing things I'm not confident in, and just yeah. kind of get more of a base about it. Um, and she makes me feel more confident about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I still learn. I don't know much of anything, but um, I just enjoy it. And then I sang a song for my wife for for Valentine's Day and made her cry. And so then I was like, "This is good," and I like this. Wow. And it's just nice to. Um, do something just because I want it as a hobby. Like it's not like I'm putting out an album or anything right. like that. But I, you are on. I mean, technically, I'd have put out multiple albums. You have, yes. You, I mean, you're on the Trolls soundtrack, yeah, which is like that is a lot heck of a more than people can say. I mean, you, I do you're, have a track with Timberlake and Gwen Stefani and myself, and that is, you know, as as one does. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> That's got to be a, I mean, that's, that's got to be one of those career things for you where you see that your name on a track listing and you're like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, legitimately, like even as your friend, like, you know, I try uh, for my guests, even if they're close friends, I try to do a little bit of research on them and just see what happens when I Google. And even for me, like when I saw that, like just like in the parentheses, like Justin Timberlake, Gwen Stefani and Ron Funches, I'm just like, like I already knew it, but just to see it, I was like, this is weird, man. That's crazy. It's insane. I love it. It's the best part of this life to me is um the part of like a life of just taking chances and putting in effort and just being like, well, whatever is like, you never know what's going to happen. Never you never know where you're going to be or who you run into and yep. you'll be like, Oh, I'm in a vocal booth being coached by Justin Timberlake. Who's taking it way more serious than I am is insane. And it's a story that I will remember until I'm dead. It's great. I mean, of course that's like a bucket. I mean, for me, I'm a huge Justin Timberlake fan. So that would be like a bucket list. Like, yeah checked no, off i love i mean it just was there anything that 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 he coached you harder on than others like yeah you need to nail this specifically or it was more like we're not you're in my world now you're because i was trying to be funny because i was oh. like oh i'm a care i'm cooper in here and then so i'm gonna sing the thing and i'm gonna sing off key for fun for fun i'm, oh, gonna, he's I'm going like, to not try right and he was like i don't need you to take this seriously 
um, excuse me, Ron. Um, <laughs> I need you to actually um push from the diaphragm, not the throat. Yes. Thank you. Yes. No, and uh, do it like this. Huh? No. Uh. <laughs> All right, this is an animated uh, sing along. <laughs> Can you do that, Ron? <laughs> Listen, Ron, I know your character's like gonna be singing and stuff like that. Like, and I know he kind of talks like in a funky way, but I need you to be real here, okay? There's Grammys on the line. <laughs> Yes, sir, Mr. Timberlake. <laughs> now repeat after me. <laughs> We're getting somewhere. <laughs> For me, I would have love to been a fly on the wall uh, like just seeing that whole that whole recording session go down it's yeah. so cool it was, yeah because it was like literally just me him and a sound engineer that's it you're like why are we in your bedroom <laughs> <laughs> why do i have to be naked for this yeah um well you see all the trolls are naked so <laughs> taking it like way too meta <laughs> you gotta get into character runs so. <laughs> put on this hat and get naked <laughs> Also, um, pierce your belly button. I'm gonna bedazzle you real quick. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this makes zero sense whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this whole thing. No, it's safe. I got. <laughs> she works at Claire's. She can do it. <laughs> Wait, you're actually piercing me for this? <laughs> I thought it was going to be a stick-on. <laughs> Did you ever have to wait with uh, w with a friend or, or anybody at Claire's yeah. to, to, to get their ears pierced? Yeah, I got my ears pierced at a Claire's. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and I went with my dad. <laughs> who also talked about getting his ears pierced, which should have been a big sign of like, maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> Your dad got his ears pierced. No, he didn't, but he was like, maybe I'll do it too. And then like I literally had my ears pierced for like two weeks and I was like, I don't want to wear earrings anymore. Yeah. I I my uh my dad uh he wouldn't let my cousin come to the pool hall with us unless he took his earring out. <laughs> <laughs> this is no not this is my church. This is this is my family, my friends over here, and I, I just can't have <laughs> Have you represent me at a pool hall <laughs> where sometimes there's like the biggest degenerates of people I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life? I've been at pool halls. You're gonna respect this pool. Hall. <laughs> we take our hats off, we take our ears, we keep it clean when we play on the green. <laughs> And get this, my cousin had just gotten his ears pierced, so by the time we got home from the pool hall, they closed Close back up. up. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's that that gives you Kansas perspective on on my upbringing. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
You get a you get a real good idea. That's the plan all along. That was the plan all yeah, to close up. Get back in church and close up those ear holes. So I heard your special's just on Amazon now for free. People could just watch it. It is, Ron. Yeah. On April eighth it becomes free for everybody to watch. Did you get more money because of that? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should ask. Look into it. At yeah, least. I should look into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I did, and all my stuff went over to Paramount Plus. But I was like, I don't get any money. But still, please watch my shit. Yeah, you have a lot of stuff on Paramount Plus. Yeah, my yep. hour, Giggle Fit, Giggle my fits. half hour, my fi- bunch of my fifteens. Yeah, if if you want to go down uh, the Comedy Central rabbit hole, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. On there, the comedy jam's now on there. Roast battles on there. Adam Devine's house party. Lights out with David Spade. I think is mm-hmm. on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, I, all you know, just basically, they were like, <laughs> "Is that midnight on there?" It might be. I don't know. If it, it is, be. I mean, Should people be. who love you on at midnight. Yeah, I mean that would be a a huge rabbit hole for them to go down because you're on there a lot. Yeah, freaking champ over here, dog. Thank you. Yes, sir. That belt holder, son. <laughs> well, I mean, when you buy it and make it yourself. Don't tell people that, Ron. <laughs> Viacom paid for it. Because they're a very generous company, it's as so, we both know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very <laughs> heartfelt, people-friendly company. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I want to get into this next segment. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. I thought you were going to have a fan. for. I truly thought you were going to pull out a fan. Oh, did you? Yeah, I really did. You're like, this guy has props. And yeah, this is, like, I know. He's going to Jeremiah. He's, he's just going to. And next segment. <laughs> You're like, all right, dude, calm down with you. <laughs> Your literal fans over there, but that is the that is the the graphic, the title card. Oh, I love that. There is like a fan blowing my hair. Oh, cute. Yeah. Uh, this comes from. <laughs> well, I'll ask this question. Oh, this comes weird. easy from when you get people to ask me questions. Yeah. Oh, because I saw you doing the thing, and then I look amongst the thing, and then uh, every time I just get angry because people were so rude. Here, I try to always filter those out, and that's that's the reason people ask me all the time. They're like, "Why didn't you tag the comedian in this post?" I'm like, "Because if I tag them, they'll specifically go there. Mm-hmm. If I don't tag them, they might not see it. But there's people who are sometimes rude with any guests that I have, of course, and they're maybe trying to be funny or whatever. But like, I'm like, I don't want the guests to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that, you know, to be a reflection of the people who are following my profile." Mm. But uh, I mean, you responded to one that I laughed out loud when th- this random guy asked. He's like, "Hey, man, how come Trolls was twenty dollars? Trolls Two was twenty dollars on pay per view." And Ron just responded, "From maximum profit." <laughs> <laughs> it really did. It was the best. It's like the best response for like, because literally somebody's trolling you about trolls. <laughs> so meta. It's so weird. If uh, you, you want to know the answer, I'll yeah, tell I mean, you. I'll the tell answer. you. The residuals is real in this game. <laughs> we are brought to you by my bookie. 
We are deep in the college basketball tournament season, and there's no better place to get in on the action than MyBookie. Score big with MyBookie's bracket contest. Win $10,000 in cash prizes, it's only a dollar to enter. How? Select winners from 63 tournament games. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props. MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at mybookie.ag and use promo code Jeremiah to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000? What? That's crazy. That's promo code Jeremiah to claim your first deposit bonus. Support them because they're supporting this podcast. College ball, NBA, and NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute. From tip-off to buzzer, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You like this shirt I'm wearing? Maybe go check it out at jeremiahwatkins.com along with some other great merch like sax hats and a bunch of my other character shirts. Now let's get back into this pod with my buddy, Ron Funches. Since we were talking about giving and stuff at uh, the top of the podcast, Ron has been very generous with me. Uh, Van Dot Bramer uh, said, what's uh, your favorite way that you've been able to give back in any slash some way since achieving fame? Mm, I mean, most of those things I like to keep private. Um but I will say two things that recently that I really enjoy. Um, one of them was just like Paul Shear just told me about this um, charity called My, uh, Miles for Migrants. And it's just about using all the frequent flyer miles that we get anyway from traveling so much that I end up not using and end up having to refund or something. And um, using them to like, you know, re- reunite people in other countries or so I just got this random email the other and but you kind of have to like, you have to follow up and do it and everything. So I got this email of basically being like, oh, there's this kid that lives in Belgium from Afghanistan and he was you know they got him out of the country because he was trying to be recruited into like you know one of these extremist groups and so he lives in Belgium he's got citizenship and he could bring his family now but they didn't have a way to get over there and so they were like if you have enough miles you have enough miles like you can bring the whole family of eight over there if you want to just do that and I was like yeah fuck yeah I'll do that and then just seeing just being like I I put a family of eight back together. That was really cool. I mean, I didn't do anything. I just had those miles. Um, and the other one is trolls related. Um, that's like, I get a lot of people who are friends of mine and stuff who don't, you know, who have kids and they'll be like, Oh, like it's, it's cool that my kid now is a fan of your work. And, um, in particular, I had a friend who was like, Oh, we were just, um, my daughter is in the hospital for this procedure and we don't really know exactly what's going on yet. And we've been a little scared out, scared. And, um, so she's just been watching her favorite movies back to back all the whole time we've been here. And those are trolls one and two. And she was like, and I didn't know until like our sixth time watching it, you're in that movie. I didn't know you're her favorite character. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I go, and I do this anytime. Someone sends me a little message like that, but I was like, Oh, I'll make her a little voicemail. And so I send her a little voicemail as Cooper, just being like, you got this, you know, don't be scared. We're all rooting for you in trolls village and everything. And then the next thing, we end up corresponding back and forth for three days while she's in the hospital of her uh the daughter just sent me little videos being like i'm okay cooper i'll be fine i got this i'm going home today cooper (laughs) that's so sweet man yeah it was the best yeah that's that's an amazing 
answer to that question. That's so cool. Yeah, and it doesn't cost me, you know, like 30 seconds out of my day sending a little voicemail. See, I mean, that's an amazing positive way to look at it because, you know, a lot of actors or comedians would not be, you know, they'd see it as like a, as an annoyance, like, ugh, uh, I got to follow up with Miles to bring a family of eight back together. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, I guess. I mean, I did offload it. I didn't do it. I mean, I had an assistant do it, but it was still... still a good deed <laughs> i like how that makes me sound it's good yeah. it's solid it's yeah it's successful yeah um i'm guessing something i don't know the backstory but this you'll probably know right away justin byers on instagram says what can san antonio do to win you back oh it, that's rough that's difficult um yeah the backstory is that i went to the lol laugh out loud in san antonio been there yeah been there um so if you have been there you know it's not the i mean i won't speak for you maybe you want to go back uh but it's not my favorite comedy club to visit at all um and just go in there um i mean i have my own playlist and i think like i have my writer and everything like play my music and they need they just ignored everything that i wanted they're just playing the beatles the whole weekend which is fine if you like the beatles i enjoy some of their work but it's not necessarily the tone i please want. welcome to the stage ron funches love love me do <laughs> you know i love you <laughs> Yes, like, exactly. It's not really the energy starter that I'm... Not what my bag <laughs> is. Night two, Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> and it's like, um, hi. Yes, deep cuts. Yes. <laughs> like, what are you guys playing? Just like Beatles anthology is what the, he would play. And then um, just bad shows. And I just knew it from the get-go because the, as soon as we walked in the door, the manager goes, are you the comedians? And I was like, well, you should know. I don't expect everyone to know who I am here. Yeah. But maybe the guy who booked the talent should know. Also, is it cool if I play Octopus Garden to bring you up? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Ringo's song? And I just proceeded to have several mediocre to horrible shows. And then it was also just the environment outside of it. The hotel I was in was having a police officer's convention. So I had to move hotels to another hotel whose TVs didn't work. And I had brought my PlayStation. So I was very angry. And anytime I tried, it was, there's, I've judged a lot of places by their tolerance to marijuana. Like if I show up at a place and I can get marijuana within an hour, you're an amazing place. I enjoy you. Sure. If I just bring my own marijuana and you're cool with it, you're a pretty cool place. Yeah. But if I bring my own marijuana and I'm smoking off in some place and people are coming around who are not police officers to go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Then I hate your fucking city. And that's you, San Antonio. It's the reason you lost the Alamo. Whoa. Yeah, I said it. I know it's this fresh scar with you. This is like like cutting a wrestling promo against the city of San Antonio. Oh, they know it. They already know it because they turned on me first. But I just said I had a bad weekend and didn't guess what happened. What? A blogger from San Antonio decided to write a whole article about how I'm a bad comedian, and if I was a good comedian, I would have had a good weekend in San Antonio. And so guess what? I fucking hate you more, San Antonio! Suck my dick! I love Texas! Austin! 
Houston, Dallas, Lubbock. Yeah, I've been in all parts of Texas. Oh, no, he didn't just say Lubbock over Lubbock San Antonio. Over, oh, all day Lubbock over San Antonio. And they got hell of a mosquito problem in Lubbock. <gasps> you gonna get ate alive, alive in Lubbock. Lubbock. But I'd rather be there. <laughs> Except for Greg Popovich, you are the salt of the earth. I love you. You are keeping that place together. But even you know, he knows. He knows. That's why he's so outspoken. <laughs> uh, I'll be at uh, the LOL Comedy Club in two weeks from now. <laughs> that was the last place I performed at right before the shutdown, though. Mm. Literally, it was. It felt like a horror film because uh, not the weekend. I, I had a fun weekend there, but it was. Uh, uh, somebody had just said that like there was a COVID outbreak in the mall down the street. That sounds like San Antonio. <laughs> Probably just somebody walking around no shoes, just sock, just just out there being dirty, sneezing on each other. That's what they do there. Before the pandemic, after the pandemic, this is what they was known for. <laughs> There, there was. It literally felt like a zombie movie was starting to happen, like mm-hmm. the apocalypse. Because somebody's like, "I heard somebody just got COVID at the mall," and and I was like, "The mall's right there. <laughs> <laughs> I can point to it from here." They're like, "Yeah, it's close." I'm like, what? <laughs> it's encroaching. Yeah, I'm like, is it gonna be here by the end of this weekend? Probably. <laughs> I felt like I got out just in the nick of time, like by the time I left, just like the way people were talking about it and stuff. Yeah, it was really like when you think about those weekends right before the pandemic and stuff. I remember people talking about it a little bit, but you, I'd be out at shows still hugging people, high fiving everybody. I know. I, know. I was just like, ah, whatever. And then the next, you know, it's like, no, we're all in our house now. I know it's so crazy. I know I can't wait to get vaccinated all up and uh, get back out there. I got vaccinated and Sunday will be two weeks since my second vaccine. Nice. Yeah, I got my second appointment next week. Heck yeah! And next Friday. Nice. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah! I know I, it'll be nice to actually go inside people's houses again. Yeah, I like that. I want to. Um, I got posted on it. People really responded to it. I want to throw a little party in my backyard. Yeah. People could still be a little socially distant. We play nothing but one hit wonders. We call it school dance. Oh, yes. And we get dressed up and we have a good little prom type thing. That'd be great. I would love to do it. I didn't get to have a wedding party. So, you know, and then this maybe give you a good chance to bring a gift. I will be bringing a gift to this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that that's your love language. People have said that. <laughs> um uh the mighty boognish uh the mighty boognish i just met um this couple um over the weekend at one of my shows they came out to one of my shows so uh shout out to you guys had an amazing time we went and got smoothies after the show good people mm-hmm. awesome supporter of the show um what is the ultimate sega dreamcast game Oh, I mean, there's multiple, but I would feel like the one that immediately comes to mind when I think of Sega Dreamcast is probably Soul Calibur. I love Soul, Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it blew your mind at the time. It really did. It, the graphics were unlike, you were going from Street Fighters, 2D Street Fighters mostly, Virtual Fighter did exist, Dude. but they looked like blocks. 
And then now you were like in a full 3D world fighting a sex fiend named Voldo who had scissors for hands. And you're like, this is the best. And there was also Ivy, the whip lady. It was all S&M related. Yeah. I mean, we went from the girls being 2D in Blitz to 3D women. And I was just like, like, I thought the cheerleaders were bad in Blitz. <laughs> and then Soul Calibur comes along and Teenage Me is like, what's yeah. happening? Well, they added that booby jiggle physics for do, 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 do. <laughs> Who is the engineer behind that? Where's his award for that? <laughs> do, 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 yeah, do. He's like, you know, you know, you know how we got to make games more realistic. It's just everybody's asking for it. And there's nothing more. Everybody knows when a woman's just standing, her boobies just happen to jiggle. It's science. <laughs> Just they're in constant motion like a lava lamp within her chest. That's how I like my women. <laughs> like lava lamps. Constantly popping and locking. <laughs> a little bit of twerking going on. It doesn't matter the situation. It can be at a funeral. It's all good. It makes everybody feel better and more comfortable. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from Rob Fuentes, 92. What TV series was the most fun to work on and who did you have the most chemistry with? I know it's kind of a hard question. Yeah, those are two different answers too. Well, let's go with the chemistry one. Um, who who were you like right away on, on a TV show that you worked at? It doesn't have to be the best, but it can mm-hmm. be like, oh, wow, I just have great chemistry right yeah. away with this person. Oh, I got that answer right away. Danny Pudi. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah. I love working with him. He's amazing. He's the ultimate yes-ander. Yep. he's right there with you and he's making you feel funnier with everything that you say so it makes you feel more confident he's just a great guy um in general I, I i like him as a person and his commitment to his family and health and everything and just sim- very similar in our mindsets about the business and about the way we live our lives and um to meet him and to to learn that made me feel more confident in the way I was doing things. And I just, if I, at any chance I get to work with Danny Pudi, I would, I would take it in a heartbeat. He's an amazing under, um, underutilized talent. That's awesome. This one comes from GLM Webster on Instagram. What's been Ron's favorite and least favorite parts about losing weight? Mm, okay. Yeah. Those are fun. There's a lot. I'll tell you a lot of favorite parts. Favorite parts, more energy. Real into the more energy. Um, I'm real. Let's talk about this with my wife earlier, and people probably don't want to hear this in society, but through uh, the more opportunities that I've received, I don't necessarily feel like, you know, I was a, like a third lead in a movie recently, Dark Web Cicada 3301. Don't let the title fool you. It's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rent it wherever you can um and just hosting like this chop 420 on discover plus i like they don't necessarily maybe i could because i'm very charming but i don't feel like i would have felt confident i don't feel like i would have felt like able to do as many things i feel so, so i guess the answer is energy confidence and um clothes like i just when i was heavier yeah, the fashion yeah fashion for heavy dudes is, is lacking i w- i would actually love to 
uh help that because i when i was a big dude and i was still like i still love fashion i still look looking nice and everything talked about it before either had big dogs on it or giant flowers There's a little i was a flower. big dog kid you a big dog kid oh out there in kansas oh out there in kansas City, they love the big dog oh, they out there. love it my uncle i call him uncle big dog because <laughs> that he literally only wore big dog clothing for years and years so we call him uncle big dog <laughs> shout out to my uncle todd uncle big dog i love you bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, I didn't want to be defined by the dog on my clothes. <laughs> like being called Uncle Big Dog? Yes. I think he liked it. Wait, I find out right now, like, I can contemplate, like, he didn't even like the name. We that's called him the, it for years. That's what drove me to eat. <laughs> uh, things I don't like about it. Uh, not eating the things that used to be super fun for me. Um working out all the time even though i kind of enjoy it now um people asking me a lot of questions about it uh learning that it was a lifelong thing and not something i could just stop after i reached the goal i was really until i reached the goal i was like okay then i can stop and then i put on 10 15 pounds right after i stopped and i was like right. oh, okay this is for life this is the nwo for life <laughs> <laughs> do you think that if you like as your as your heavier self there wouldn't you said that you don't think that certain opportunities wouldn't have arisen uh do you think that it would have pigeonholed you too much as like the big guy yeah oh yeah, yeah. and they sure. would be nervous to maybe have you host a show like chop because now you look like felt like you're like you look really good and trim and put together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like maybe in their minds, I was um, like with uh, with certain bigger comics. Um, I remember a story about Ralphie May where they're like, he's so big right now. It's a concern like like he's like too big to look at on camera because people are starting to worry about him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I was at that point at some points in my life. So it was something that I um, just had to handle to just, I mean, it's all been positive, really. I feel like I'm going to live longer unless somebody takes me out. Who knows? And <laughs> the only place you're getting taken out is for dinner on me because a gift is coming your way soon. <laughs> I can't wait. People wanted to... Uh, us to act this out. Mm. They want me to be an angry Karen, a misinformed Karen, and Ron, you're a retail employee mm -hmm. trying to be calm and deal with me. <laughs> no, I think that works for a Karen. I think this yeah, could work for you, a Karen. Because you're angry because of your haircut. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. They really messed me up. <laughs> they really messed me up. Excuse me, sir. Yes. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am? Yes. How can I help you? I have a coupon mm -hmm. for 50% off two you have pair a what of shoes. Now? A coupon. Oh, yes. Yes, ma'am. I have a coupon mm -hmm. for two pairs of shoes. Buy one, get one, 50% off. Yes, ma'am. All of these shoes don't fit me. What am I supposed to do with this coupon? Well, have you... The size, you, I can't control the size of the shoes. We get new shipments every week. Perhaps you want to come back next week? 
I have a wedding to go to. Oh, of course you do. That's exciting. Are you the lovely bride? Yes. Oh, that's shocking. Is that a problem? No, it's that just... I'm shopping su- at Ross for my wedding it's shoes? surprising to me, yes, but... Really? Well, most people come here who are down on their luck. Uh, most of our shoes are mismatched. If you had not noticed, we don't even have general aisles. It's just all a hodgepodge, more of a tent city than a department store. Listen, if you don't make this right, I'm going off right now. Okay, well, we don't need that. We'll keep it calm. How can I make this right? Is it because I'm a white woman in America right now that you're treating me this way? No, not at all. I, to, I never knew it to be a bad time for you. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. What's been going on? McDonald's earlier today. Mm-hmm. Same issue. With I had a coupon. coupon. I had a coupon. Mm-hmm. They said expired. Oh, the coupons do do that. They do have, a you know, so that people can't just keep them in perpetuity. It feels like these franchises are out to get me. Well, I mean, that just, I know it can feel that way to take things personal, but it's just, it's just policy. Sir, it's really hard to be upset with you when your tone sounds like honeydew on a Sunday morning. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that before. It's really a good setup for me because it's just my natural tone. I know how to diffuse things thanks to my home life being the father of a son with autism who used to throw gigantic tantrums that would make the police come and if the police came they would probably see that I wasn't living that well so I had to make sure we kept things nice and calm well when you put it like that my coupon doesn't seem to be that big of an issue well it's just perspective it's you know what's a big issue to me and what's a big issue to you could be different things you know, you said you got a wedding coming up, I mean, but I don't see the man with you. Is, is, is the relationship that solid? I mean, it could be solider. Well, I would think it would be. I know if you were my bird, I would never, never have you here at a Ross dress for less. You'd be wearing Jimmy Choo's red bottoms. I mean, that's the type of thing that I like to just provide <sighs> for my woman. <sighs> Where would you take me? Where have you never been? Marshalls. Oh, I take you to Marshalls. I take you to Marshalls. I take you to Bloomies. Coles. Oh, I take you to Coles. And you don't even need a coupon. But unless it's a really good coupon, then then what's the point of wasting it, you know? I gotta go, my my ride's here. You go. I came by plane. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm real confused about your your finances. I splurged all the money in the plane. (laughs) I can't afford anything else. I have to... That's why I shop at Ross. The man I married, he spends all of our money on private planes. Well, before you go, why don't you take this mix of colognes, the gift set to him, maybe give it to him as a part and get, let him know you got a new thing going. 
this on you. <laughs> well, checkmate. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> Well, maybe close with one more little song. Okay. Because you've already done sax talk. Your last sax talk on the show was fantastic. Thank you. I don't think I'm going to have you do another sax talk. Okay. Um, go back and watch Ron's first episode of Jeremiah Wonders. He shares the story of his first threesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thank you. He uses a voice modulator the entire time. It's it's really good. It's a classic sax talk. <laughs> that whole episode I'm a big fan of, so just go back and, and watch that now. Um, this one comes from Local Space Cadet. As a stepdad to a kid uh, with autism, I was wondering if Ron found there to be specific hurdles to being a father to a son with autism that he didn't expect. Also, are there any quirky or funny things he does due to him being on the spectrum? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, a lot of things. I think just um, the weirdest things, because my son is with me 24-7 and, uh, you know, well, he was at school back in the day, um, is that you really get used to that being the norm. And so mm -hmm. that's fine. And you're like, this is life and this is thing. And he's just a normal kid to me and I love him. And then it wouldn't be until you'd be in like mixed company and you see some like neurotypical kids and you'd be like oh like this is a little different like I think's different my son has a little more trouble with certain things or even like recently going to some school um, meetings and them being like well he's graduating this year but you know he doesn't get like a real diploma and I was like what 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 do you mean and it's just kind of like constantly retraining my mind about that that's a real thing that like with with the diploma issue yeah well it's like because he doesn't reach the equivalency of like certain math credits or uh standardized testing things hmm. so um he'll have to go to or i'll have to go he can do anything but it, um, we're gonna do a transitional school get some life skills see what else we want to do it's just about like I mean, I always said like getting rid of any expectations of what you think parenthood is and then just doing whatever fits your kid has been my MO. Uh, but so many freaking positives and so many weird stories like just him now, you know, it's been transitioning from like us being more scared about him tantrums and jumping out of windows or him not eating or and now it's more like behavioral things and getting him to understand how to interact in the world and. My favorite thing is like that we share a Spotify account and, and seeing his favorite songs. You yeah. Know, when they do the wrap up at the end of the year. And uh, my son's favorite song of last year was the sound effect of bees buzzing through a meadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing, just playing yeah. it around his room. <laughs> Different sound what if that's effects. like his pump up song? Like, like you know, we all have ours. Like these bees in the meadows. Like, okay, buzz, okay, buzz, game on, buzz, yeah. And even now, like other he, people's are like M and M's. <laughs> I can swallow up, bottle up. <laughs> He's gonna turn eighteen in a few weeks, and um, he always makes a little birthday list, and they're always fun. And he's been a big rule follower, so he wouldn't. He refused to watch like PG thirteen movies until he was thirteen. He wouldn't watch um he, he's like oh i can watch r-rated movies now because i'm 17 right and that's how I, I think that's sometimes how my uh 
my wife has a brother with mm-hmm. autism and I think he's very similar in that way like like he asked for uh, a friend uh, who's also on the spectrum to hang out uh, recently and she just said not until everyone's vaccinated it, mm-hmm. it can't it no we can't hang out until every, everyone has it you know it's like very mm-hmm. like black mm-hmm. and white kind of thing yeah, very much rule following and so yeah so now my son's turning 18 and he wrote his little birthday list that he does every year and it's like nc-17 movies adult toys <laughs> that's awesome i'm like i'm not so sure you know what you're getting into but if you if you want it <laughs> they did a they there's a slight mess up on uh on when my special first got released on amazon where it was showing up as nc17 for people <laughs> and i literally had to like inquire about it and they'd like change it i think it says 16 up now or something mm-hmm. like that but it just said, I'm like, this just looks weird. It's yeah. saying, in, I'm like, why, why did that get yeah. it? And it? And it changed over time, but it was just something that like in the system where it got labeled as that. And people were like, whoa, Jeremiah getting edgy and see 17. I'm like, uh, let me take care of this. Yeah. You tune into something called family reunion with an NC 17 rating and you, you, you that's a different clientele. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just get the weirdest fan base out of it. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm into this. <laughs> this wasn't what I was looking for, but I'm well, he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's my kind of comic right here. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just good advice for me. Uh becoming a new dad is uh what you said about the taking the expectations of parenting and kind of throwing them out the window and just focusing on what works for that kid in particular. Yeah. So I will definitely yeah one size doesn't Stick fit with all those words yeah anything you know so just whatever works for your kid to make your kid and your life and your family happy and doesn't have to be what works for anybody else i love that and we're gonna end this show with a special sing-along to one of your favorite songs Ooh, which one i i love the colorful clothes she wears and the way the sunlight plays upon her hair. I hear sound of a gentle word on the wind that lifts her perfume through the air. I'm picking up gold vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. Good, good, good vibrations. (laughs) She's giving me excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. I'm. Close my eyes She's somehow Closer now Softly smile I know she must be Kind When I look In her eyes She goes With me To a blossom world I'm picking up good 
vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I'm picking up good. I never knew what excitation. Excitation. What is that? What an excitation is. I never knew. Me I neither. thought it you know this whole time I thought it was expectations. Yeah, I didn't know it was excitations. Me either. Have you ever even heard that word excitation before? No, is it like a citation that you give to your ex? <laughs> <laughs> she says you're not longer my boyfriend. <laughs> you're not allowed to be here. You're breaking this rap. <laughs> Straight in order. I'm giving you excitation. Excitation is a restraining order. That is. Yeah. I didn't know. It's all on him. He thinks he's giving good vibrations. Oh, man. But there, she gave him a restraining order. There's so many layers to this song. <laughs> X, 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 excitations. Get a hundred yards away from me. I'm a corner police. Oh, wait, you're the police. I knew I should have never dated you. You got too much authority. And you never been married before, and you're 45, and that's a red flag. Can I just say it's you're always just a pleasure to see, let alone get to riff with and do a do comedy with. Check out Ron's new show. Please. Chopped 420. It is food. It is weed. It is judging. It is comedy. It's me. It's on Discovery Plus on 420. I love it. And I would love to keep doing it. Please watch it. Check out his specials, his albums. Uh watch us on Twitch together in the future. And I love you, buddy. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, I love you, Jeremiah. You made my day. Thank you. Oh.